Welcome back to Love, Life, and Legacy, a podcast designed to help you just win at life in general, but especially in the area of sexuality. And today's episode is really cool. We have kind of an alumni of sorts, uh, Francis Marcatelli and his wife. Sammy's interviewing them in this episode all about the journey that Francis went through in order to build his own sexual integrity and how that impacted his now nine-month-old marriage with his beautiful wife. So we get into why working on your own sexual integrity is a very useful tool for the future and how exactly that pans out once you incorporate somebody else, another human, into your life. So let's get into it. Enjoy, everybody. Hello, everybody. Welcome, all of our listeners around the world. I've got two amazing, super special guests to share with you today. I'm really excited for this episode because of the personal relationship I have with one side of this couple that we have. So we've got Francis Marcatelli and Zaya Kono Marcatelli. Are you a Marcatelli yet? Um, not yet. Not officially. Not officially. W- will you be? It's yes. like, yeah. Okay. You have to ask these days because it's, it's not, it used to be a given, right? But not anymore. So hello, you two. Thank you for making time to speak. How are you? Maybe let's chat. No, that's, that's a boring question. Let's say, what's one thing that you guys are excited about to sell that we can celebrate with you? I'm excited to finish college. I'll get my degree soon. It's pretty cool. Pretty, pretty done with school. Do you know what I mean? What are you excited about? Um, let's see. Well, I feel like things are opening up again. We can meet up more with like our friends and stuff, which I've missed for a while. I'm very mm-hmm. grateful for that. Thinking about that makes me very happy. Okay. I'm well, stuck with Francis. That's okay, but it's also nice to have other friends too. So <laughs> there you go, everybody. We can say Francis is going to be finishing up school soon. Yay for you. And Zaya finally gets to see other people besides Francis. The why I wanted to have you two here. And for all you listening, so you know, this so uh, is a couple now, but Francis, right? He's someone that's been involved with High Noon almost from the beginning for years. He has been involved in many capacities, first as a participant and had a lot of breakthroughs with his own sexual integrity. And then even taking the time to turn around and help other people out, being a facilitator, being a support person. And is this anytime High Noon needed something, Francis was just they're willing to help, you know, sharing testimonies at events. Um, super dude. And someone that has a remarkable story for just his dedication preparation for his married relationship, right? And, and being a part of his life during that time. And then now seeing him together with Zaya, they're blessed for almost nine months now. Um, and it's just like the happy ending that we all want to see. So I wanted to bring, you know, the two of you on to just share that journey so people can get a sense of like what it, what it, what sometimes it takes in order to really prepare for marriage and for the blessing. All right. Of course, thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. So let's start. I, you know, this is love, life and legacy. You know, we talk about sex. It's a great place to start. So, um, like with Francis. That's kind of how you first got involved was, you know, you, you had your interest in breaking your porn and masturbation habit. And so how about we start with like just the basics? How were you um, first exposed to pornography or introduced to masturbation and like 
kind of its role in your life up until meeting High Noon? Sure. Um, so I kind of had a, a, a bit of a late start with all that stuff, you know. Um, I think probably when I was 20 or so, I was exposed to it, um, I guess, just out of curiosity, you know. I wonder what sex is really like. And um, I think I just like looked at a YouTube video or something, you know. Um, and I guess that was the beginning of it. Um, and of course it came along with masturbation and, um, yeah, I mean, it became a recurring thing. Not, not too crazy. Um, not, you know, anyway, it was, it was more of like a, a monthly thing, you know, for me. Um, and, but either way, you know, it's still, what started off as curiosity and like, okay, whatever it became kind of like a, a guilt or like a, a feeling that was obviously eating at me and bothering me and affecting my life in a negative way. Um, and, you know, at that time I was preparing and trying to find the right person to be with, to spend my life with. Um, and obviously I think that, that these issues certainly affected that. Um, it affected, I guess, my view of sex because I didn't have any experience with sex. Um, other than that, it wasn't really something that was talked about in my house much. Um, and, you know, when you have that, that concept of what it is through something like pornography, it's, I guess, I mean, I don't know. I couldn't directly see how it might affect my relationship. Um, but obviously it's not a good thing to have in your life. And I think for me, it just kind of created a, um, a bad habit. And, you know, feeling if you're, if you're doing something that you don't feel good about, you know, in yourself and it kind of eats you up inside a bit, I don't think it's ever <laughs> healthy for your, your mental health or anything, you know, how this, what, how long did this go on for before you felt like I really want to do something about this or I need to do something about this? Probably went on for about two years. Mm, I would mm -hmm. say, yeah, maybe until I was around 22, may have been the last time I watched pornography. Yeah, 22. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I think as time went by, you know, maybe right before meeting High Noon, it started to get more intense. You know, I think High Noon came to me at like a, a good time, honestly, because I was, I was kind of, you know, my whole experience with it was kind of like, not really like, I wouldn't call it like an addiction or anything. You know, it was something that I did every now and then, maybe once or twice a month. Um, but you know, in the months, in the couple months leading up to high noon, it started to get a little more intense, you know, a little more frequent, maybe a couple times a week. Um, and you know, and I think high noon came at a time that, you know, it could have kind of started to, to slip into a serious, you know, recurring habit, mm. um, because it was starting to pick up pace a bit. And, uh, I was starting to struggle with this, like, is this okay? Is it not okay? You know, um, and I think Hainun kind of came in to like lay the foot down, say stop. You know, mm -hmm. which is good. <laughs> so it was ongoing, and you knew you didn't like it. It wasn't so good. So it's, you wanted to stop, but it was. And then High Noon was kind of like that line in the sand, where I guess maybe like the education you heard, whatever you heard, you're like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do something about this. Yeah, I mean, of course, when you're struggling with these things, you always tell yourself, okay, I should stop, I should stop, I should stop. But, you know, mm. there's not really like anything out there to 
to tell you why, you know, why you should stop or how you should stop. Um, mm-hmm. And I think while these ideas aren't, you know, they have no root, you know, mm-hmm. just telling yourself I should stop, I should stop is oftentimes not, you know, not enough. Mm. Um, you always kind of need that kick or you always need that reason. I think High Noon gave me those reasons. High Noon gave me mm. those kicks that I needed um, to get, you know, to get mm. going and, and cutting this out of my life. Mm. Yeah, kicking the balls sometimes, to be honest, right? Yes. That's what we gave you. <laughs> we weren't always so nice to you. The, so what were some of those reasons that you're like, okay, yeah, this is why I want to stop this. I'm going to actually make the effort to do it. Well, I... I think at the time, well, let's see, it was about four years ago. So at the time I was, you know, like I said, I was taking my marriage process uh, seriously. Um, and I wanted to, anyway, I, I guess for me, I've always felt like, you know, marriage, the blessing as we call it and everything is is very important to me. And I want to, that to be good in my life, you know? I've always thought if anything goes wrong in my life, like if everything could fail, you know, I could get sick, whatever. Like the one thing I ask God is that, you know, please help me have a good marriage, you know, to have a family. That's like, if I could just have that in my life go well, then I think I could feel good and fulfilled and happy, you know? And, and I think for me, it's, it's just such an important thing to, to have that, you know, to have that be good. Um, and I did feel that, you know, having pornography, having those issues in my life was not going to help me accomplish that. Um, so I think that was just kind of the reason, you know, I felt if I want mm-hmm. that, if I want to keep that kind of integrity, then this can't be a part of it, you know. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, just the, the guilt or whatever, the bad feeling of having that was not, <laughs> it's not a nice thing to have in your life either. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I think those were the big reasons that kind of pushed me towards taking my recovery seriously. That's uh, it's actually really a lot of people. I think would say they want the same things what you mentioned. I think it's really remarkable that you're able to act, to actually like look into the future for what you want, and and like trace back what is that? What are the implications of that for me in my life now? It's like you know, what are the what are the seeds I need to be planting? What are the habits I need to be making right. in order to have that's yeah, so that's really awesome to hear. And I guess, you know, we want to talk to you as a couple. So the last question just for you, Francis, would be, um, we, you know, what helped you actually quit? Um, just, you know, there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast who are struggling with porn. And that, you know, that's their connection to High Noon is that they're participating in a program and they're trying to quit, break their own habits. And so, you know, kind of with that in mind, what are the things that helped you? Well, I would say it was a mixture of the support you know, that High Noon offered and just my own, I don't know. I like to think that I was guided (laughs) in a good way by something higher, you know, Um, and I think you need to allow that to happen. With High Noon, I mean, I guess it was just at the beginning of High Noon. I I don't think it was even called High Noon yet. It was, you know, Andrew coming up to a couple guys in our community and saying, hey, we have this idea for this thing. You guys want to try it out and we would just meet once a week and talk you know i don't know if that was the first group of high noon or what it was but um but you know just being with those people that i grew up with um and you know surround surrounded by 
them, you know, there was people who were newly blessed. Um, and there was obviously Andrew who was, you know, married for a long time and had kids, you know, so everyone was kind of at a different part in their lives. And just to be surrounded by people that I knew, people that I cared about and people who cared about this issue and cared to become better was good for me. And I think having an accountability partner also was really good for me. Um, and yeah, my accountability partner, he, he's a great guy. I don't know if I should say his name on here, but he's yeah, yeah. James Kernan. Yeah. Shout out to James Kernan, who yeah, is wonderful, mm. who helps with high noon still. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's um, one of the facilitators. You know, yeah. He was blessed at that time. Um, and he wanted to take it seriously as well. And I, I wanted to take it seriously. And I think he really helped push me and help keep myself accountable to, uh, to being my best self. Um, and, uh, I think I owe a lot, a lot of my kind of keeping myself in check to him. Mm. And anyway, just, just to be surrounded by that group of people for me was the biggest thing. You know, mm. I, honestly, I can't remember any of the high noon content we talked about at that time. I don't even know if it's the same as it is now, probably not, but you know, like just, just that community of people supporting each other for me was what really did it. Um, in that aspect. And then on my own, you know, it's, I I tell this to people in the group that I facilitate, there's lots of habits that you can get into to help you, you know, overcome a temptation or this and that, blah, blah, blah. During the day, you know, you could go work out, you could go for a walk, you go, I don't know, talk to somebody. But I think for me, the difficult, difficult times came when I was in bed at night, you know, at midnight, and those temptations started to come. And you know, you're not about to go work out. You're not going to go call someone in the middle of the night. You know, you're not going to go for a walk. Um, and I think in those moments, those habits aren't there to support you. And those, for me, I felt like those were the, the moments of true victory when you yourself have to put everything aside and decide, I'm not going to do this, you know? Um, and that I think slowly making those decisions one by one, having you know, three victories and one slip up, four victories, you know, over, over time, it kind of just became easier, you know, but it, it, I think those were the hardest moments, you know, and for me, that's what really did it, you know, um, in addition to the community supporting me, you know, those individual victories where I had to put my foot down, say no, you know, right now, um, you know, one by one doing that over and over again. I think that in the end, that's what, what really did it for me. Wow. So yeah, you started out, you started like, I don't know what helped me. And then you just shared this awesome <laughs> journey that you went on that. So I think that's particularly key is that, you know, people are looking, f- often people, they look for the, like the right, like a YouTube video, the right content, the right lecture, the right education that'll just kind of inspire them to, and it'll make all the difference. But, you know, for you, you know, you met with your group and you, know, you talked about a lot of hiding stuff, but that's not what you remember from the experience, but just those relationships that you had and like being with that community of brothers who wanted the same thing and were really serious about the same area of all of your guys' lives. And then um, kind of like developing yourself and you kind of building up your armor. And then you were able to finally have victories and like, yeah, those late night moments in the dark by yourself, you know, those are the, are moments of truth. And then you're that, Know, focusing on those and like not getting discouraged too, you know, over much, but looking at like, okay, yeah, I had three victories and then, then I failed and I increased to four victories and then I fell through and just building up yourself little by little. That's super cool. Exactly. 
Any, anything else, Dad? Um, no, I mean, I think it's those things are important, you know, surround yourself with people who are helping you. Mm. And at the end of the day, it's you who has to do it. You know, it's like mm. you have to kind of uh, step in the right direction when it counts the most. Mm. And over time, you know, you'll have a winning record. Mm. It's easier. Thank you, Francis. Zaya, I'm curious about like, you know, your perspective hearing all this. And, and of course, you guys have talked about this previously. So I, I'm first, do you have uh, any like personal brush, brushes with porn? Like something you stumbled on by any chance? Like, what, What's your experience with it? No, actually, I, I didn't really, I don't really have any experience with the pornography or masturbation. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I wasn't really introduced to it. And then I... Well, the reason I ask is, is it's good context to know. So like, you know, you fortunate to avoid all these things your whole life. And then you go into a messaging process with Francis. And then, so like, what was it like for you when like he introduced these things? And like, like as a, you know, as a female kind of perspective, being in a relationship with someone who, you know, how, how does that feel for you? Like, um, knowing this person's history of like looking at porn and masturbating and yeah. Like, what was that for you? I didn't really think so much of it. I think cause I heard like high noon content before or like, I never attended anything, but I knew what they're about and they're anti pornography. So I know I was learning um, more that it's more of a like common um, kind of habit people have that they're mm-hmm. kind of high noon tries to help people to, solve this so i was aware that and then i hear many especially many brothers um struggle with it uh, and many sisters too but i but someone t- someone said like oh like i 100 of brothers struggle with that i was like what the heck but then um so i guess i wasn't like like it wasn't like a big like shock for me to hear that but then i w- i know that i was very very grateful that he um kind of was not struggling with that anymore um mm-hmm. i didn't have any matching process um before with anybody so nobody like i knew struggled with it and i didn't know about it or whatever but i heard um from other friends that like they know somebody or something like their husband like after they were blessed for many years this problem came up and it was so like heartbreaking and didn't work out or whatever things but then i I'm, i was very grateful to hear that he kind of what he had worked on it and he was not did not struggle with it anymore and i don't know i was just thinking like i feel like if he if he was to like have approached me and we were like in a matching process or something and he was not, uh, he, he had this issue and, and was not working on it. I think I feel very like maybe more like devalued or kind of like less trusting of him or, or something I feel like. So I just feel very grateful that for high noon and that he could also overcome this. And mm. um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's, mm. I don't think about it so much cause it's not like an issue, I guess, but thinking yeah. about it like what it could have been i feel very grateful for for his mm. hard work and everybody who helped him yeah. mm. i mean that, that's great just to hear and, and reflect on kind of how like what you have the things that you have in your relationship to trust that what might not be possible had that been in the middle of your relationship and mm. I, I, of course i think it's it's easy to imagine that it'd be very difficult to trust a person who you know, has this habit they're very uncomfortable with and whatever, either they're trying to quit and unsuccessfully doing so and all the things that that would make you feel or maybe like they don't think it's an issue and are not interested in quitting and how that would make you feel. So 
yeah, it's um like the trust, that's the word you said, right? To they're mm-hmm. able to develop with one another would definitely be impacted, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Francis, actually, what was it like for you to share with Zaya those experiences? Um, to be honest, I don't really remember. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I knew that I do remember though wanting to just ensure her that it was not part of my life. You know, mm-hmm. that's because I, I mean, I didn't know what, what her experience with it, it was or her concepts or whatever were because we didn't really know each other. Um, but I, I did, you know, know that it was an issue in relationships. So I thought maybe, you know, it'd be something she'd think about. Um, so I just, I don't know, I guess for me, it was nice to just tell her like, hey, this is not an issue um, in my life. And I guess, uh, I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's all I remember. It's just being happy to be able to tell her that. Well, I, I hope you don't take for granted that ease that you both had with it you know it's it's uh it's like the watershed conversation for a lot of matching processes it's like the guy you know the typically the guy right you know but whatever case but the guy's like ah you know i gotta i'm gonna i gotta tell her right i don't know how she'll react right and it regardless of their even if they're years clean or um still in the midst of it it's scary for a lot of people right Okay. Wow. So I guess I wanted to highlight that part of your story because like Francis, you, this is, and this is just one of many areas that you've invested a lot into developing yourself, your character, specifically for preparing for your future marriage and, you know, your relationship now with Zaya. And so like looking back, you're, you're blessed for nine months now. Like what are some of the things that, in what ways do you think that those experiences that you had helped you in, uh, like, and whatever the kind of person you had to become, or in the habits you had to make, the kind of communication skills you need to develop, or anything like that? Is it have you noticed that that those tools that you developed have helped you in any particular way? No, I mean, I guess you know the pornography and all those issues are, are things that die in honesty, you know, in an honest, open community. So I guess it's a good habit to be honest and open with your spouse, mm-hmm. um, which I think for, for me has been beneficial, um, in being with her and, um, yeah. And it's just good habits, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely, I mean, it affects, it affects your sexual relationship. Of course, you know, I can't, you know, it's, it's nice to have a good sexual relationship and it's nice to not have that be in the way, you know, it's nice to not compare my wife to something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's such a, that's such an important aspect of marriage right it's like they like i've heard said that you know fundamentally the only difference between having a spouse and having a roommate is that you're having sex with one of them right (laughs) otherwise you just you know without sex marriage is just a logistical thing it's like who's gonna do the dishes right it's like who's paying the bills that kind of stuff and it's really the unique aspect of a relationship yeah so you guys are also, you know, in our circles, it's really, it's, it's normal and even, you know, it's expected to, ref, you know, to be abstinent until you're in a marriage, until you're blessed or in a marriage relationship. But you know, for, for, like, I'm sure you, you know, it's unusual in most circles and, and for most people. So, um, you both went into this relationship or with no experience with sex. Um, maybe some concepts, you know, some ideas about what it'd be like, but like no actual experience. So like, which, you know, high we personally think is like the best way to prepare for a relationship. And that's also completely counter to it, intuitive to what people say 
how you should prepare for sex. Like the, the general idea about sex is that, oh, you should kind of go into it with, um, already a, a refined palette, like already understanding what you like and what you don't like and, and how to do everything. Um, but you know, we think it's a lot funner to do it the way you guys did is like, you're just complete newbies and you have to figure everything out together. So like, you know, what, what is, what has it been like for you this past nine months, like exploring sex within a relationship and, you know, like maybe, so what are some concepts that you thought you like sex would be like that you, that you were surprised to realize weren't actually so accurate? Well, <laughs> I mean, as a guy, to be honest, you know, you're expecting it to be this crazy, mind-blowing, like, ultimate pleasure mm-hmm. of epic proportions, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's not that, but it's, I don't know, it's just different. It's different from what I expected. Um, not in a bad way, of course. In in just a different way, you know, it's good. It's great. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it's... You know, it's like, I always imagine the first time being this like, you know, like, whoa, Mm -hmm. crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, when the first time was like, oh, what are we doing? I don't know. (laughs) You know, it still feels nice, but like, it just, it's gotten better over time, I think. And, you know, we've figured out how to do things in a way that makes us both happy Mm -hmm. and that we both enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think you know, as time goes by as well for me, it becomes also, um, you know, I feel more connected to her heart through it. Yeah. Cause at the beginning, it's just kind of like, Ooh, it's fun, you know? And, mm. But I think now, yeah, as time goes by, I feel more of a connection, intimate connection mm. with my spouse. Mm. So is it like kind of the realizing sex, you know, treating sex, not just like as a physical thing, but more as like an intimate like an like an intimacy creator between you. Mm. Definitely. What about Zaya? What kind of concepts did you have about sex prior? Um, yeah, everything I know is from probably from like Hollywood movies and stuff like mm-hmm. the whatever they put on there. Um, but so I I don't really know actually. I didn't really yeah I had I didn't know what to expect. But um, let's see. But I feel like one thing was like. Because in the, in the movies and like even people like in school, it's like they like have like one night stands and hook up with people they don't really know. And then and then I feel like kind of getting to know each other first and then and then getting married and then kind of waiting 40 days and doing like preparing ourselves for this moment. I feel like made a difference in that. Like it was it was like a fun thing like oh we're gonna experience this together. Not like I had to like like um impress somebody or something. Of course, you still we want to impress your husband, but it was like a, like a, I don't know, like we both don't know what we're doing, so mm-hmm. let's see what happens, kind of thing. And I feel like that was very like, kind of like pure. And I think it, I don't know, it was a very special. I feel like mm-hmm. um, to have that experience like that. <laughs> yeah, that's really, I think, really precious to really. Ex- I think it's a really level of vulnerability just to like admit your your uh, like unawareness of an area and just like willingness to figure out together and not feel like you need to like to pretend to be like oh i know exactly what to do or but like willing to try set things out make mistakes and and look foolish maybe but just do it together what what surprised you about sex zaya 
Um, and I guess one thing is yeah, how kind of of, of a, a a bonding thing it is. Like mm-hmm. maybe at first, like I feel like I think the brothers like to do it more, maybe. And then sometimes I'm kind of like I don't really not in the mood, or I'm like I have many things to do, or I very busy today, and then I'm a little bit like maybe like like a like a distant with him, like. Can you like do something else right now? So then I feel like after we, we do it, then I feel a lot closer to him and like kind of like I don't know. I feel like it is a very bonding thing, and you realize what's most important. And then, um, yeah, how much of a like a mm, yeah, it's really like for the other person that you do it, and then you also makes you feel good after mm. somehow. So I feel mm. like that was the realization. But yes, I could just I I can just imagine Francis just like a. A little puppy dog just like coming up to you like <laughs> wanting some like love and attention you're like not now i'm busy <laughs> I feel like it's exactly what happened <laughs> <That's true. laughs> oh francis what about you like what surprised you about sex what surprised me um it's not as easy as it seems mm-hmm. um it's not <laughs> it took us a while to uh to figure out how to you know Make her come. Um, mm-hmm. Took us forty tries, actually. Really? Exactly. Yeah. That's well, that's, that's significant. It's providential. Yeah. Right. It's <laughs> weird. Um, and then, and then it took us, you know, even longer to figure out how to do it, you know, in a different way. And, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think for me that was the biggest surprise. It was like, because yeah, like she said, Hollywood, pornography, mm-hmm. all these things. It's like it looks so easy, especially in like movies. People take each other's clothes off and they go boom, boom, boom. And already everyone's at the climax. It's like, Mm. you know, for us, it's like, uh, it's like not easy. It takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of work. It takes like actual, like conscious, like investment. Mm. (laughs) It's not just something that happens all of a sudden, Mm. um, maybe for the guy, but you know, for the girl, it's definitely way more difficult to, to make it happen. (laughs) So I think Mm. for me, that was a huge surprise. Um, yeah, that was probably the biggest surprise for me. Mm. Yeah, that's a really important point that I think the goal for every, for every couple having sex is that both, it's enjoyable for both, right? And, and like, yeah, the woman typically needs more, it's more complicated, right? And so it's a really great point you, you shared about how 40 times, right? Just like it took a long time to figure out how to make it a good experience for both. And because I think a lot of new couples, they get really discouraged by that fact where like they want both parties want it to be nice, but they can't figure it out. And, you know, after the first couple of times, then they get more and more frustrated, but you guys kept going. Right. And then all the way up to number 40. And I'm I'm sure that what took you like at least a week. (laughs) 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 Yeah, but beautiful. Thank you for sharing that point. And, you know, it's really, I think a good thing for people to take away is just like the keep trying and keep learning. And I know you, you know, you reached out to, I'm sure many people to like ask questions and, and figure things out. And, um, both of you, you just, you know, kind of kept at it and kept trying and experimenting new things. And yeah, it's such a, it's true. It is really complicated to figure things out, like new positions and like, uh, new, like where do, you know, gravity is a real thing, right? And bodies are really heavy. All right. And like, where, where do your hands go? Where do your legs go? Uh, it's, it, it is all these logistical things that you never really consider and then like that you take for granted just watching uh, movies or something. Yeah. Right. It's weird to, 
after so a life of so much like trying to have sexual integrity, it's weird to like go on the internet and look at <laughs> best positions for this. It's mm-hmm. like it just feels odd. Mm. Yeah, it's also it's it's a kind of like a milestone to learn how to navigate well. It's like anyway, it's like this faucet, right? It's like you have to just squeeze it tight all your single life, and then as soon as you're married, you like turn it on, and the water starts flowing. And it's, it's this transition. It's like, you know, how do I, how do I handle this appropriately where like I'm a, allowed to be sexual and like, and, and <laughs> to, to like entertain my, my sexual desires and, and fantasies. Mm-hmm. So anything, anything else to add? Like some things that have surprised you about sex? I feel like his family, he's very open with his family. So his parents, I think this whole family knew about when we ended our 40 days and everything and they were like, it was, it was like kind of like a joke, but like, and cause we were in Spain and then, and then, and then his, and then his, his, his dad was like, Oh, should, should we pray for you? Like what, what time are you what, 12 o'clock? And he's like, Oh, can you do it an hour later? I think that's when the um, wheel of fortune is on. I want to watch it. And then, and then like after that, when we came to their house, then, then um, I would go do exercise with, with his mom. She'd be like, Oh, how's it going? Did, did you figure it out? And I was like, Oh my God. Like, Oh, it's okay, but I feel a lot of like, I think his family is very supportive with that. And I guess with his kind of journey of pornography as well, I feel like it was very, very good, very good family. And they, I don't know, also mm-hmm. support us now with everything. And they try their best not to make it awkward, even though it's a little bit because <laughs> they're parents. But it's really, I feel like there's a lot of support with that in our like um parents and older mm-hmm. generations, which helps a lot, I think. Yeah. Spanish, Italian. You get no space, no personal space in those two uh, countries. <laughs> wow, yeah, that's, that would be a surprise. Just like, yeah, to your each of your two families, I'm just have very different ways of approaching sex. Uh, I guess for each of you growing up, and uh, yeah, yeah, that would be a shock. From yeah, like Zaya, how was sex approached in your family, your German Japanese household? Yeah, it was. It was not. It was never brought up. Like nothing. <laughs> it's like a mm. yes, and. It would be very awkward to bring up something like that in, her, mm, in their family, mm-hmm. but mm. so yeah, it was very different with his family. But but it's nice. Mm. We're open with it. Um, mm. So yeah, what like what after experiencing all these two different sides, like how would you want to relate with sex, like with your children? Oh, what do you guys think? What what do you guys want? Just to be a bit open with it, I think. Like, I, I appreciate that about your family, how they're. Well, I guess when you were kids, they were not. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the time is right, of course. Yeah, mm-hmm. at a certain age, mm-hmm. to be open about it, and then mm. um, definitely bring them up, bring raise them up with a lot of sexual integrity, and then to know the values of that, and um, the kind of like possible life course they can have if they really can keep their integrity, and uh, how much happiness they can. Mm-hmm. Mm. So like, say that once they're, they're blessed themselves in relationship and, you know, like how, what kind of level of openness do you want? Do you guys want? Do you want like bring the fruit basket for their, for, you know, their first night? Be like, Hey, congratulations. <laughs> do you want to be like knocking on the door and be like, go slower or, or something? <laughs> <laughs> Is it working? I can't hear anything. Yeah, you don't have to answer that question. <laughs> so, okay, I, here's, I guess, my last 
a question for you two regarding sex. So fairly new still, nine months, but you know, you've going from zero to one is like the biggest transition, right? So you've got the most learning curve and you experience the the most development during that time period. And and so like what have you guys learned in this during this time about what it actually takes to have a great, fulfilling sexual relationship? I think I mean for me I think it takes, you know, a desire to make the other person feel happy and have a good time. I get a lot of uh maybe even more like satisfaction out of seeing her, you know, orgasm or or, or enjoy it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um than myself, honestly. Um, I mean, I still really like it when it happens to me too, but, you know, and I, and I, and I also enjoy when she, you know, goes out of her way to, to do whatever, you know, for me. Yeah. For me too, I feel like really caring about the other person is, is very key. Um, I feel like he always thinking of caring for me when, when we do it and then, um, feel like a lot of love from that. And, I think it's beautiful. It's, it's so, seems so simple, right? And fundamental, just like having a, a genuine desire to make another person happy. Right? It's like almost too simple, right? And you'll, you'll never see that on the cover of Cosmo for, you know, 12 ways to make him be- coming back for more or, you know, <laughs> right? all these tips and all the, you know, it's like all these concepts people have, like you gotta have a big dick or you gotta like know the right moves or, yeah, it's it's actually nonsense, right? And yeah, it really it's, is. It's just yeah. I think what you just shared is just at the core of it all. Is it, just and it, you, and if it sounds too simple, just it, because it is. It's just like of course there's things you need to learn. You've experienced there's like techniques and there's like things you have to learn about each other's biology, right, or, or and anatomy. But like at the heart of it all, it's just like I just really want to make this person happy. And you each have that heart and it takes you so far. That will guide you through all the things you need to learn and the things you need to know. Yeah. Absolutely. I think yeah. so, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um all I can say again is just thank you. You know, I um it's just really inspiring to hear you guys talk so openly about your guys' sex life, as fresh as as it is, and um just I really, if anything, you know, wanted just to use this as a special shout out to you, Francis, in particular, to as a just acknowledging the years that you've done to that you've dedicated specifically for this relationship. And I hope you guys are enjoying it a lot. And and Zaya, I I know you've equally prepared and done as much. Um, I, I acknowledge it. I start. I'm sorry I can't speak to it as intimately as I can to Francis. As a personal friend of Francis, thank you for saying yes to this crazy guy and uh, going along with <laughs> and uh, and dedicating the rest of your life to one another. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much yeah. for your investment in him and not giving up, even though he, I'm sure it was a hard it was a hard one to crack. <laughs> uh, Francis was Francis is like a, a role model of recovery. Right? Mm-hmm. It was not difficult in any way always looking for the victory in whatever the situation is and to look going to move forward, to move forward, never allowed himself to get stuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was not difficult at all. All right. Well, maybe we'll, with that, we'll wrap up. If you, any, let, I'll let you guys wrap us up some closing words to all of our listeners. Think about, you know, people who are single, who are working towards what you have. People who are also in a relationship um, who would also like what you guys have. You know, what would you like to say to them? I would say, you know, especially the 
you know, people struggling with pornography, just, you know, don't forget that you can be free of it. It's not like, I don't know, it's not impossible, you know, and it seems, I remember when I started, I remember thinking like, everyone does this, you know, like how, how can you find a person who doesn't do it? You know, and I, I remember, actually, I remember Andrew saying, like, oh, I haven't masturbated or anything. I don't remember how many years it was. It was at least 10. And I remember even thinking, like, no, that can't be true. You know, I even married people every now and then it happens. You know, maybe not porn, but at least masturbation. You know, but I don't know. I guess just it's eye-opening and it's real, you know, to know that yeah, actually, it's it's not really a thing that you want in your life. And it's not, you know, it doesn't need to be there. And I think that you should just believe that. Yeah, believe that. That, you know, even though it seems like the whole world does it, which is true to an extent. Mm-hmm. You know, that it's not, it's not something that you need to have in your life, really. Um, and I think life is much better without it, personally. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Zaya, what about you? Um, I don't know. I, whatever everybody, whatever state everybody's in, I hope they can do their best and you'll you'll get where you need to be and don't give up. And I hope everyone can find their eternal love as well soon. You definitely will. You're totally worth it. And they're out there somewhere and you will find them soon. Mm. Wow, I want to. I'd love to hire you to write all my fortune cookies. That was, that was great. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you too for joining us today and um, everybody listening. Thank you for tuning in. We will see you next time. Thank, Thank you. you. I hope you found that episode enjoyable. And before we go, I wanted to challenge you to take your life on, to take your life to the next level. And if you're struggling in any way with pornography, with masturbation, with issues of sexuality that just are not helping you at all, if you want to reclaim your life, reclaim your eyes and ears, your time, your energy, then take our free 15-day challenge. If you go to highnoon.org, You can find our 15-day challenge right there on the front page. Take it. It's absolutely free, no strings attached. We've designed it to help you gain some level of momentum in your journey of sexual integrity so that you can take the next step, whatever that may be. It could be to go to our deeper Ascend program, which is a 90-day program we have. It could be to reach out to that accountability partner. It could be to just Take the whatever steps you need to take in your journey to build the life of heavenly sexuality that you deserve. So go to highnoon.org right now if you want to break up with porn and start to get engaged with the life of your dreams and eventually marry it. Doesn't it sound nice? So go to highnoon.org to find all of those resources and more. It's been a slice.